Sometimes in life we just suffer. Sometimes it's from being totally withdrawn. Or so much stress that we are totally anxious. Or so tired that we are totally burnt out. But our current position is not our final destination. No, indeed. There's hope. So whether it's your personal life, your career, your relationship, your business, or your job, we say there's reason to believe again. And we present from Andy's personal development, the breakout room. It's the place for health, happiness, and prosperity. Stay tuned for more. Okay, so this is Andy of Andy's Personal Development, and we are currently live in the breakout room with our guest, Susan Gold. And she's a very sought after leader and strategist in the world of publicity and marketing. And she has a lot of other wonderful stuff that she does. She's particularly concerned about her podcast, SusanGoal.us. She's also an author, having written a book entitled Toxic Family Transforming Childhood Trauma into Adult Freedom. Welcome, Susan Gold. How are you doing today? Oh, Andy, I could listen to that Trinidadian ex <laughs> excellent, yeah, accent all day long. Love that place. <laughs> We're gonna have it for about an hour or so, so you can you can stamp it in your memory or you can record as the case might be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to hear that. So, Susan, we are live on Facebook. I don't know what kind of audience we have as yet. I'm gonna look into that later, but. The interesting thing about my guests is I usually ask them to go down memory lane a little bit to set the right perspective. Tell us a bit about Susan Gold as a young lady as far back as you can remember. And what were the things that made an impression upon your life then? As far back as I can remember is probably two, two years old. Okay. Maybe just, just nearing two. And I was in a playpen for longer than I wanted to be. Okay. And I could still feel the plastic at the heels of my foot as I was like bobbing up and down, holding on to the wooden slats, wanting yeah. attention. And when that attention came, it wasn't pleasant. So mm -hmm. I was growing up in a very chaotic and troubled home. Yeah. Um, I had um, two parents and they, my father's a genius astrophysicist. My mother was equally as genius, but didn't get a chance at higher education. She was saddled with five children before she reached the age of 30. Um, and she soothed by overeating, eating compulsively. And back then the solution for that was diet pills. And mm -hmm. in my early twenties, Andy, I finally put it together. Diet pills are speed. Wow. And my dad was handling his stress through drink. Oh, wow. So it was a rough environment 
Um, and I was very intuitive. I was very empathic. So I could sense the emotion of those in the room with me mm -hmm. um, or those I engaged with. And it was a wonderful, superhuman power to have because it, it kept me safe and it kept me on the goal and the focus of leaving that home one day to go to New York City. Yeah, great. Thanks for sharing. Suzanne, I just want to talk about New York City a bit. How did you manage to find yourself in New York City and decide, okay, this is where Susan Gold is going to go from here. What was that moment like for you? Well, I was 10 years old on my beanbag on my belly in the basement watching Barbara Walters. And she was in New York City. So I wanted to get there and be like her. I was 19. Wow. Right. I was living in Greenwich Village. I had negotiated my way out of college for a term on an internship. And back then, Andy, that wasn't encouraged. They wanted you to mm -hmm. stay in the track, pay your tuition and pass go. But out I went. And um, I was seeing New York City at a very um, incredible creative time. There were a lot of artists and I was working for an arts management firm mm -hmm. and I was creating their publicity department. And that same firm invited me back for a full-time job once I graduated from college, Andy, right. but I wanted to work in a glitzy skyscraper uptown. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to get out of the downtown and the performance artists and into the mainstream movie stars. So up I went, I'm a, I'm a bit of a manifester mm -hmm. and I had um, a great job, but it didn't quite pay the bills. So I started personal training on the side yeah. and lo and behold, Barbara Walters became my first exercise client. Wow. Amazing. Yes. That sounds really good. So it says here that professionally you became known for attaching celebrity talent to projects in N. NYC, which led to a legend like Andy Warhol, Danny Dush, uh, uh, oh, I am freezing. I'm not now you're my... now you're live, but you were asking me about matching celebrities with brands, I think, and Andy Warhol. Yeah. So yes. um, I was working with an agent who left the agency and learned how to negotiate talent deals. And he had a little issue with sexual addiction and tried it on me. And I showed up at Barbara's door one morning and she said, Susan, what happened to you? Get in here. And she got it out of me in like two minutes because she was a great interviewer. And she said, I'm coming to work with you today. You're, we're confronting this gentleman on his issue together. And I said, that's okay, Barbara, I'll confront him. And I did. And he fired me promptly. And even though Barbara offered me an assistantship, I said, you know, I can't, I've got to do this on my own. And I, I I'm going to make a run at it. I had two and a half months of cash in the bank. 
I was newly sober because I yeah. realized I had an addiction issue. Mm -hmm. I was out of a toxic relationship. Yeah. And um, I was going to make this work. So I was introduced to Donnie Deutsch, who's now an icon and a television host. Back then, he was running his dad's ad agency. And he said, I need Andy Warhol to endorse the Pontiac dealers. You think you can get them? I said, I'll try. I couldn't get anybody to answer the phone at the factory. So I took the subway down there and I knocked on the door. And that led to an eventual audience with Andy himself. And I convinced him to do a commercial he didn't want to do. Mm. Wow. Amazing story. Thank you for sharing, Suzanne. I want to look a bit at the physical aspect of your life. It says that you're a decorated endurance athlete competing in three marathons and dozens of triathlons and has the distinction of finishing third in your age group at the treacherous escape from Alcatraz event. What it is like to prepare for those kind of physical exertions that requires a whole lot of discipline, probably dieting and sacrifice. How was that experience like for you, Susan? I started running at the tail end of college, and I think it was a metaphor for my life. I was okay. running okay. from, yes. and I was looking to numb and once I got clean, I didn't have the numb of alcohol mm -hmm. anymore. Mm -hmm. So I believe I transferred it into endurance sport uh -huh. and I loved it. Um, but the, the continual running and only running led to many injuries. So here was my genius idea, Andy. I thought, oh, I'll spread it out over three sports and maybe I won't be as injured. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Funny thinking there for sure, but I love triathlon. I love the excitement of it. I love the focus of it. It was grueling training. You do three of each sport every week. And I also peppered in hot yoga and kettlebells. And I was training like an NC2A athlete. Wow. <laughs> wow. What a challenge. I love the passion that you spoke about there. Amazing. Thanks for sharing, Susan. So now, Let's look at toxic family transforming childhood trauma into adult freedom. What pushed you to the point of writing that personal publication? And how did you come up with the name? Did you get help from publishing, editing, or was it just something that you felt? Well, I have to say that was not my title. My title was <laughs> Magical Illumination. Wow. transforming childhood trauma into okay. adult freedom. That's what it is for me, okay. but that's after a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And my publisher is very wise. And she said, the people that need this book yeah. aren't going to be drawn to magical illumination. Oh. They're going to be drawn to toxic family. And I right. said, I can't throw my family under the bus. I love them. And they've been incredible teachers for me. And she said, trust me, you need to help people. And this is the title. <laughs> so. Wow. So that's how you got there. Okay, great. Suzanne, what is the main message? What is the main concept, philosophy of life with regards to resilience? And I hope I'm using the right term there, that you want people to get out of being associated with your story in this book. Yeah, well, it... 
it's what kept me walking through all this. I believe we're in a big, huge classroom Mm -hmm. on this planet and it's a walk. It's an educational walk. And I believe I create the players in my movie to fit the experience that I wanted to walk through for purposes of soul evolution. And I believe each of the players has played their part perfectly. Mm -hmm. I hear you. Wow. That's an amazing philosophy. It's also new and refreshing. Thanks for sharing, Suzanne. Tell us about your podcast, SusanGoal.us. What prompted it? And what is the connection that you're seeking to have with the audience? So SusanGold.us is my website, and that's where everybody goes if they need anything about Susan Gold, if they're drawn. But Mm -hmm. I love that you're bringing up a podcast because Mm -hmm. I believe this is my 99th podcast guest position since uh, earlier this year in support of the book. Uh And more than several hosts are asking me when I'm going to have that podcast. And I know, Andy, what you go through, the time, the research, the finance, what you put into each of these live episodes. And I'm not quite ready for that yet. (laughs) Understood. Understood and appreciated. (laughs) Trust me. I hear you. I feel you. Okay, great. So do you have the opportunity, Suzanne, to have some speaking engagements where you actually speak from the heart about the stuff that's in your publication and you have a response from people and you build relationships and so on? Do you get that kind of opportunity? I do have those opportunities and they're they're coming in faster (laughs) and on a wider scale. But I have to say the most important one to me was rather personal in that I recently moved to Montana after living in New York City and then Los Angeles. The universe reassigned me. So here I am in rural Montana. I could walk to the Canadian border if I choose to. Uh And a new friend read the galley version of the book. I needed someone to really look it through, look it through carefully with fresh eyes. So she volunteered and she did a exercise, a corresponding exercise that's in the appendix. And she had an awakening pieces fell into place for her that she couldn't put together for decades. She texted me at 7.30 in the morning and she said, I must see you as soon as possible. Mm. And she rang my doorbell at 10 a.m. to share her experience. And Andy, that was worth all I've walked through. Great, wonderful. So I'm looking at the fact that you've had your personal struggles, you've had your issues, but you have also proven that you have a spirit of resilience and vision. What kind of advice, Susan, would you give to people who find themselves in a similar position and having the need to break away from family, even if it's just temporary, so that they can find their true self, find their true purpose, and move on with a vision that they know the universe, God, whoever you, you choose to put, is creating for them? What kind of advice would you give to people in a similar situation to yours? Well, first, I want to express that I understand 
mm -hmm. where you are. And okay. I understand the difficulty of taking those steps mm -hmm. away yeah. from what may be a toxic circumstance. Right. So I have tremendous compassion for you. And I hope that you can find compassion for yourself ah. and the inner strength and the outer support you will need to make the move radically away. And it is possible. It is scary, mm -hmm. but there's always help and there's always support. Wow. Wonderful. I love it. I appreciate your philosophy. It's amazing. So we are looking at moving on. We are looking at the future. And I'm thinking, is there another book in the making for Susan Gold, a follow-up to what you have done before? Or maybe something else that you want to expand into with regards to maybe physical training, the marathons and stuff. Is there another project on the horizon for Susan Gold as far as writing is concerned? Andy, I think the angels paid you off before this conversation. So oh I had three intuitives tell uh -huh. me I had the first book to write. And the last intuitive told me you have three books to write. Uh -huh. And I really wanted to kick that right under the closest carpet. Wow. But you are correct. There is a second book. And I'm deciding on ideas now with your help. Mm -hmm. and the help of the universe, mm -hmm. because I do have more to say. Oh, wow. Okay, great. Here's the thing. Everybody, Susanna, has a why. The one big reason why you get up in the morning keeps you going through the day. And even when you get home at night or whatever time you get home and you hit the bed, it is still with you. Sometimes you have restless moments. What's your big why? Susan Gold's why? What keeps you going? You may not like this response, but if I don't keep myself going and take myself out of the game, I may have to come back and repeat it all. So that idea wow. keeps me going. Okay. Great. Amazing. You are so original, Susan. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing. So, with regards to non government, organizations, uh, in terms of community development, workshops and stuff. Do you have the opportunity to do that maybe in Montana or did you do it back in New York where there are programs where young people who need advice on how to live in their families, if there's dysfunctional families or challenges, how they address it, their mindset, their approach. Did you get the opportunity or have you sought the opportunity to work in that environment? I think that's part of the reason I've been reassigned uh -huh. to Montana because okay. it's, it's spectacularly beautiful. For those uh -huh. that can't see, I have a photo behind me, that, but yes. that's actually, that's out my side window. Wow. This is where I live in the beauty of prairie and mountains surrounding me. So yes, People are visiting in Montana and feeling the incredible energies and shifting their belief systems and their possibilities. Wow. Love it. Wonderful. So, Suzanne, I'm looking at what is happening in the world. And I know that there are many concerns, challenges, 
in terms of the economy, the threat of war almost certainly coming up in the news and the media all the time. There seems to be a need for a healing to take place. I mean, we are going through a period where we just came out of a tremendous pandemic that has basically shocked the world into a certain level of reality that maybe we did not even imagine before. What would you say to the people that are out there who are in a position to make decisions and impact the lives of others? What kind of message do you think they should be sending out there that would bring some level of hope and healing to people rather than the negative nuances we keep hearing all the time? At your core, you are a human being. You are here for worth, value, and to lead with kindness and compassion. Have understanding for your fellow human beings Mm -hmm. and what they may or may not have been through. Wow. I love it. Wonderful. So here's the thing. I'm going to read a little bit from what you have here. It says, you are keen on leaving a legacy to help others heal from challenges that you have successfully met yourself. What are the personal challenges that you have personally overcome and now you're willing to help others to heal in that process as well? What it's like to grow up in a chaotic family home and dynamic, Mm -hmm. facing addiction, getting clean and staying clean and what that means, diving into clinical depression Mm -hmm. and suicidal thinking and walking through that to thrive through it and then help others with it. Mm -hmm. And finally, I would say narcissistic abuse Mm -hmm. and stepping up to that toxicity, particularly if you are an empath involved in that dance. Mm -hmm. Andy, I believe I'm here to tell truth in a taboo topic and to create conversation around toxicity in our family lines, in our bloodlines, and to break the mystique Mm -hmm. to find peace and love. Wow. Is there any spirituality involved in what you do in terms of your approach? Um, Most folks find that they have a greater balance when it's more holistic. And we understand the power of self-development, getting rid of limiting beliefs and creating that kind of mindset. But is there some level of spirituality involved in what you do in terms of how you reach out to people and help them with that healing process? With the modalities that I've experienced Mm -hmm. along my healing journey, This has eroded the duct tape and the gorilla glue and Mm. the pounds of dirty earth that have surrounded my heart, Uh all enlaced with barbed wire. Mm -hmm. And so peeling that away has offered me the opportunity to live from an open heart 
And Andy, I didn't understand what that really meant Mm -hmm. until I'd say the last walk of the last 10 years. Yeah. And that's where I come from. Everything to me is, is a walk in spirituality. I don't have to any longer sit formally on a meditation cushion with my legs crossed and my spine erect to connect and just living in nature and certainly where you are in Tobago. Oh my gosh, the bliss is everywhere. (laughs) Wow. Suzanne, you are so poetically poised and I love your nuances because it gives me not just the impression, but the virtual feeling that you are so deep with what you have experienced. The question I want to ask you is simply this. How do you get folks to transform their thinking from mediocrity to really deep thinking that you have gone through, obviously, and place so much more greater value on your life and the reality of it and what it has to offer you that is yet to be discovered? How do we get them to think like that? Well, first, it's an awakening, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You have to wake wake up from that deep slumber, that mm-hmm. that zombie dance that yeah. a lot of us have been participating in since we've incarnated. So it's awareness, and then it's an acceptance of where we truly are, mm-hmm. and then a willingness to come at it from a different perspective. with specific action yeah yeah i get that i'm thinking about situational awareness emotional intelligence humility intelligence and i know that some people are hearing this like for the first time and wondering well how do they work together but that is exactly what you're speaking about would you say that the greatest challenge for us really is what is normally branded about as the imposter syndrome. And if so, what you said there just now is the perfect antidote to get away from that. But how many of the people that you deal with seem to be suffering from what we call the imposter syndrome, where they're always thinking about pleasing others rather than being honest with themselves? I think it's it's a dynamic, Andy, that we're born into. I mm. think it's part of the construct uh-huh. of this planet. Wow. And I believe we are waking up one by one mm-hmm. to step out of that outdated crumbling matrix yeah. into authentic being mm-hmm. and freedom. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and we need to do it one step at a time because we need to be aware of exactly what's happening. <laughs> Amazing. So with regards to poetry, I have a feeling that you have a stronger desire from a poetic nature. Have you considered writing proses for poetry or maybe even plays, probably Broadway? I don't know. I, I like to expand the possibilities. <laughs> But I I hear that strong sense of poetry coming through from you. Is that from your your personal experience or something that you would have learned 
and adapted along the way, Susan, because it's really strong. It's potent. Well, thank you for that compliment. And you're a gifted shaman yourself, <laughs> Andy. Oh, my goodness, Susan. Come on. <laughs> I but just, I, have to, mm -hmm. I have to say yeah. that a piece of my gift came from my father. He wow. has an incredible way with words. And okay. he was an artist himself who mm -hmm. had to shut down his love of music and history uh, right. for physics and science because yeah. it was safer, right? So, <laughs> so I give him great credit. Um, I haven't thought about poetry or prose. I haven't thought about a play, but I feel excitement around a play that'd be a lot more fun than maybe writing another didactic book <laughs> <laughs> so maybe i'll i'll make my okay. second book a play in the form of a book okay great so i see that um this says here that you are really proud of your son who is a political science major at the university of the pacific how much of what you have experienced and the lessons, the successes that you have had coming out of that, have you been able to impact or in place upon your son's life? Because I know he's your pride and joy. Well, I'm very respectful of his boundaries and mm -hmm. his being. Mm -hmm. He came in with his own trajectory, his own path, his own experiences. Yeah that he desired. And I've allotted that for him. I've respected him as an individual soul and certainly not an extension of myself. Right. But I believe that with that space of respect, mm -hmm. I hope he's been able to flourish yeah. and he's highly sensitive and he's quite wise, Andy. My yeah. friends used to phone and ask, is the president in this afternoon <laughs> when he was growing up? Yeah, wow, so, okay. and he's, he's working his way through his mm -hmm. studies in yeah. three years, three years instead of four. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. That says a lot. Wonderful. So I see that you are leading retreats, webinars, workshops, private sessions to help others drop outdated storylines and programming in exchange for living from the heart in authentic freedom as adults. Tell us a bit about that, the retreats and so on, the opportunities that you have had to share with people. So Andy, I think a lot of us carry around a bag of junk on our backs ah. that doesn't fit. Yeah. I mean, when did you give up the suit and tie, the, the golf shirt with the collar for a little t-shirt, yeah. you know, it's simple things like that. And that's what I help people do okay. through intensive work mm -hmm. to become more of their authentic self. We're layered, we're programmed with all this, you know, 2.0, we should have done the, the update, you know, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And drop that that old stuff. So that's the focus here. And it's quite freeing. Great. But here's the thing, Suzanne, where did that all come from? Is it cultural? Is it religious? Is it political? Is it social? Where does all that baggage come from? 
how do we end up inheriting all these negative virtues? I believe it's cellular. I believe it's it's part partly programmed that we come in with. And then I also believe it's program that we experience as a human being living on this planet. And honestly, I feel those constructs are broken. Education, religion, government, finance. And I think we're watching it shift before mm -hmm. our very eyes mm -hmm. and change. And I believe that we're waking up to finally say mm -hmm. what we believe and yeah. the truth of what we believe yeah. to drop that, drop that barbed wire facing inward. Mm. There you go. That's poetic prose I'm speaking about. It's, it's really powerful. <laughs> Suzanne, here's the thing. There are many people who would love to become successful. And we have several versions of success that is being thrown about all over the place. For me personally, success requires me understanding, first of all, who I am, why am I here, learning how to develop and embrace that, and then being able to share it with the world. What is your version of success and what do you tell people is the main thing that they should seek as far as success is concerned? My definition of success is freedom. Mm -hmm. You create your own schedule. Yeah. You, you are aware of your breath and the beauty of it. Mm -hmm. You can take in nature and the exquisite miracles this yeah. planet offers, that is success to me. I've seen too many have all the compartmentalized square boxes checked and they're miserable. Wow. Yeah. And, and to me, you know, it takes a lot for us to realize that our internal values are invaluable compared to what is external because what is external will eventually at some time evaporate disappear the stock market crashes we lose half of our earnings half of the value of what we had there or maybe something else happens like covid and then we have to start from zero how do we get people to focus on the inner and true self where the real value of who we are lies and therefore, that is what we should focus on. That is what we should build, grow, develop, and eventually put out there into the universe so that we align ourselves with our purpose and it becomes a reality. Well, who knows if we should or shouldn't do that, Andy. Uh -huh. we, we all had a desire, a specific uh -huh. desire. Uh -huh. So not everyone wants to walk the walk of okay. freedom but i i will say that uh -huh. it's it's an awareness and yeah. it's a willingness to discover something new okay. and it's not for the faint of heart mm -hmm. yeah okay suzanne i have some comments here uh good day guys i'm listening that's some loretta and then she says, whoa, important questions, Andy. 
Don't think about the questions, Loretta. Think about the answers. Ah, I like your questions. <laughs> I think Loretta is right. <laughs> and then she says, so true, Suzanne. So there you go. Um, that's so wonderful. Thank you so much for your comments, Loretta. And I know there are other people in the background as well looking on some most of them are kind of shy they don't want to say anything much but the comments come in after the episode has ended say what it's no big deal so in terms of um the future with regards to projects that are you know on the horizon or maybe another area of personal development is there anything that you're working on with regards to Suzanne Gould? Well, honestly, what's what's on my mind is celebrating with my uh, family next uh, month. We're uh, all gathering at a beach front for a week. And this is the first time we get to connect since this book of mine has published. Yeah. And I am really looking forward to connecting with each and every one of them. Wow. And that's what I'm excited about, Andy. It's taken a lot of courage to have this book published and to tell my truth in a loving way. Yeah. Wow. Wonderful. I am always concerned about family. Um, last night, we had a situation where we had two parents. They have five kids and there's one on the way. But, you know, socially, they are kind of neglected and struggling and stuff. And it hit me that here are two adults, but the children that they have are not getting the attention, the love, the care, as the level of parenting requires for children, especially in these times. How challenging is it for families to find a way not only to survive, but to become so closely knitted together that the moments that you're talking about, those moments you get to go on the beach and celebrate and stuff, become of paramount importance and they find time to look forward to those moments and they put plans in place like you did, congratulations, to make it happen. How important is that for us as we continue to navigate the challenges in our lives? Well, on a personal level, uh -huh. it was very important for me to find a place of love for my family. Yeah. Once I dove into the, the dark nasties that I recalled from uh -huh. childhood, and I'm very proud of the fact that I could pivot and see it as a play, a perfect right. play. Right. But not every family, Andy, mm -hmm. has the same goals and desires and values. Mm -hmm. And that family you describe, yeah. yes, it pains my heart to hear it. And I feel mostly for the children as well as the adults, it's hurt and damaged children raising hurt and damaged children. Yeah. Those parents, I'm sure, have their own horrific stories from childhood that they are walking around wounded. And now these children are experiencing it. 
but I, I'm sorry, I'm still going to Pollyanna SoCal hooey out and say each and every one came in with a desire and a mission and a plan and they are fulfilling it. Yeah. And I hope there's awareness mm-hmm. and love. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Wow. Loretta says, Susan, you have that right when your mind is free you can function. You have that right, Suzanne. Free minds function better. Wow. Wonderful. (laughs) So we have just about two minutes to go. And you said something there that strikes me. You said hurting children are raising hurting children. And that's a really sad thing because it's not something that you really want to see, something that you want to happen something that you want to experience. But that's the sad reality of what we have in our world today. You know, I once asked someone on my podcast, if you had to eliminate anything, whether it be cancer, poverty, smallpox, Ebola, war, inequality, what would you do? And, you know, she said, I can't do anything. And I wouldn't do anything because Unfortunately, whether we like it or not, the world has to have most of these things, if not all of them, so that there's a balance. And when she said it at first, I did not get it. But then in retrospect, when I thought about it, I understood exactly where she was coming from. There are some things that we would love to change, but they're going to be here with us. And we have to find a way to manage ourselves, how we respond and how we create that environment for ourselves that makes us able to not be affected negatively, but rather impact positively upon those things, even though they may appear to come from a negative place. Suzanne, I'm going to give you the opportunity to share your information with our listeners and our viewers. Tell them how they can get your book. If they need you to speak, they need your counseling, your advice, your services, how they can make contact with you. It's easiest to go to Amazon for the book. It's at Barnes and Noble and all the other places. But if you want contact with me and you feel moved, just reach out to me at susangold.us. There you go. Susangold.us. Ah, Loretta says, family togetherness is happiness, especially when there's true love. Wow. Woo. She is profound. We love you, Loretta. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then a family that prays together stays together. Keep the love going, Suzanne. Wow. You're making quite an impression here, Suzanne. (laughs) You have shared with us some golden moments and no pun intended. But you have been amazing guests and it has been a pleasure, an enlightening pleasure, an awakening pleasure speaking with you. And we hope that you would have continued success going forward with you and your family and the things that you have for your future. We know that you have a great spirit of resilience, as I said before, and I like your passion and your vision for the future. So folks, remember, SusanGold.us. Go there, get access to the book or go Amazon and all the other places that you can find her publication. Remember, it's entitled Toxic Family, Transforming Childhood Trauma into Adult Freedom by Susan Gold. 
We thank you so much for being with us here on Andy's Personal Development in the Breakout Room. Remember our watchwords, health, happiness, and prosperity. Until next time, this is Andy saying so long, Godspeed, God bless, shalom. And together with my guest, Susan Gold, namaste. Bye for now, guys. Let me just see if I have one more comment. Yeah. Thanks, Susan, for your love. You're very much appreciated, my dear. <laughs> okay. I feel it right back at you. Bye for now, folks. Thank you so much.